Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas, starting my second year of hosting the podcast. And uh, uh, today we are recording episode, I don't know, 221, 222. I'm not exactly sure what order it'll go out. I have a few waiting. Uh, and today we have uh, our guest, Paul Prendergast, I, Pre- Prendergast <laughs> CEO of Blink Parametric. Paul, how's it going today? Great, Tony. Fantastic. Great to talk to you. Awesome. And uh, for anybody who is familiar with different English accents, you probably already figured out that he's Irish. Uh, and if you are watching this on, on the YouTube channel, not on, not on the podcast, side, if you have an image, you can see that he looks nothing like a leprechaun. Uh, but if you are like me and, and you're just listening to a podcast, that is the image they immediately get, right? Okay. And you're holding a Guinness, of course, in, in the image. All uh, 24 hours a day, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, just before we started recording, I was telling Paul ab- about my visit to, to Ireland, and I didn't tell you this piece, but, but uh, uh, at, at one point we went into, into a pub in the middle of the, of the trip at like 9 a.m. because we were a little bit lost, and it was packed. I mm. swear, like, like it was packed 24 hours a day. Uh, so, so, Paul, what is uh, Blink Parametric? Yeah, so, so Blink Parametric, we help our insurance partners launch the next generation parametric type products. That's that's what we do, and we've been doing this since 2016. Um, we provide the technology and all the technology and operations to um, launch these products, typically to the SME market or the personal lines market. We've been doing this. We launched in Canada, um, and we work with big insurers there, such as Manulife and Tugo and Blue Cross, people like that, and. In Europe, we work with the likes of Allianz and, and other insurers like that. So, you know, Parametric is, is interesting. It's quite hot right now. You know, there is a lot of very large parametric uh, policies being written at the governmental and large enterprise level, not so much at the SME personal line level. So our job is to make the unit economics work for our insurance partners, take out a lot of the time and the complexity of making this happen. And then really, you know, completely change the customer experience and parametric is interesting certainly right now um COVID-19 for example has shone a big light on business interruption and that's a major issue for everybody we all know that a lot of court cases some people are winning some people are losing but people are losing the court to public opinion so there's an element of using parametric as a way of building trust back into BI and we we went through the Lloyd's lab innovation um program and came out of that in November with our new uh, parametric business interruption product and uh, gr- great reaction so far but but parametric is interesting and uh, yeah so that's we're, we're based in Cork we do all the software development here but we're working in Latin America and Asia and, and North America and Europe so all over so let, let's let's back up a little bit so, so um, SME I'm assuming that means small business market yeah small okay. business yeah. Exactly. Perfect, perfect. So, so you're focusing on the small business and the personal alliance market. Yes. Um, okay. So, so parametric is is very, very interesting. I uh, got my CPCU in 2011, and I have nine other insurance designations, and I had never even heard the word parametric until uh, when we started the podcast. And, and when I said that I've been running it for a year, my, my partner, Nick Lamparelli, ran it for like three years before. So we've been doing this for a while. And the first time I heard the word parametric, we had the CEO of a carrier, and I can't remember the name of the carrier. Uh, I'll link it in the show notes, but his operation basically does very small uh, policies for Africa. 
and and yeah. and they're parametric. And so so for so so it is very interesting to me that that I don't know about about, about the CIAA. I, I believe is, is is the the CPCU equivalent in England or in 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 Europe, but even CPCUs and I believe CICs here in the states. So the, the two top designations for for insurance people here in the states, mm. the word parametric isn't even mentioned. Mm. So, so that's that's very interesting. So so. So don't feel bad, if, listener, if you don't know what parametric is, yeah. most of us in, in U.S. insurance don't. Yeah. So as the name implied, basically, a, 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 it, it's insurance where if, if, if a specific parameter becomes true, it yeah. pays, right? And here, here in the States, the one time I've seen it uh, was one of the Berkshire Hathaway companies uh, offers it or used to offer it for travel delays. Yes. Basically, you can, you can buy on an app. Uh, and if, if, if your flight gets delayed by X amount of time, it just pays. There's no claims process that there's, right? So, so it, it, it is a very interesting, my understanding of it is, is it, it is a very interesting complement to the traditional insurance product, which is, I, I never remember the word, uh, the traditional insurance product, which is supposed to get you back to where you were minus your deductible, uh, but where the claims process can be onerous and expensive and slow. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so you start, you guys started back in 2016. So, so the, the original use case wasn't uh, BI. No, what was it, it, that, it, was, that, it was, it was travel insurance. Also, uh, okay. So the, so, so the, yeah. the, the model that Berkshire tried exactly. here in the States. Yeah. So oh, okay. travel insurance and we've been doing flight delay and flight cancellation working with travel insurers in different markets for quite a few years. We've built our platform and cut our teeth in that. And that's been really interesting. You know, somebody's stuck in an airport and something bad happens, all hell break loose. You know, you, you have a choice of queuing up for hours or, you know, it's, it's not a pleasant experience. So we do, you know, if your flight's delayed overnight, we get you a hotel, we get you cash within minutes, we get you rebook you on the next available flight if it's cancelled. So there's, we build a whole service layer around it. So our view on parametric is it's not just a quick way of getting you cash. It's actually an ability to um, resolve the problem in real time. And that's what everybody wants right now. So and parametric in, in our view, and I think it's very interesting that it's not commonplace. I think there's really strong reasons why that's why that's not the case. And, and you mentioned at the start, you know, micro insurance in emerging markets like Africa, certainly parametric, very small ticket uh, items. And then you have flight delay, et cetera, that we've done and a number of others have done as well. Again, relatively low ticket items. But when you look at SME space, the ticket items are getting bigger and a lot of underwriters are uncomfortable. And, and we looked at this challenge and our solution, solution to this challenge is you need to be able to, a fantastic experience for the, say, the small business in Atlanta, but uh, the underwriter is really uncomfortable not having eyes on a claims process and suddenly wakes up on a Tuesday morning and there's been millions of dollars of claims uh, paid out automatically. That's, that's a scary so, uh, scenario for the underwriter. So we looked at this and we said, okay, so how can we actually, it's almost where the next generation parametric is almost automated indemnity. So what we have integrated with 11 and a half. That's the word I was looking for. That's the word. Indemnity, yeah, yes. Indemnity. So, so indemnity <laughs> basically is supposed to get you back to where you were. Correct. Minus your deductible. Parametric, it, 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 doesn't, it's a, it doesn't take the time to really understand the, the loss 
quite yeah. simply, if if it happened, here's your check, right? Or here's your transfer. More that's 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 your traditional parametric. We're mm. we're, we're we're taking it the next step. Okay, okay. We almost call it the next generation parametric or automated indemnity. In our mind, it's the, pretty much the same thing. So we've integrated with eleven and a half thousand banks and credit unions in the U.S. So if you're that small business in Atlanta and something happens, say uh, BI or whatever that may, uh, a business interruption happens, we know that say you're in the path of the hurricane, that's where we launched through Lloyd's. So that's, that's trigger number one, but we've separated the trigger and the index. And then we're able to analyze your banking records in real time, get the last 18 months, and we know if it's been oh. impacted or not. Also, so you're also, you're also automatically looking at the forensic accounting piece. Which is, which is where it would get really, so that's part of the problem with BI claims. Yeah. It's not just, is it covered or is it not covered? It, it, it's, it's also, they are expensive to, historically, right? You literally need to get a forensic accountant to dig through yeah. your books uh, and they're expensive to adjust. And, and it takes time. And you know, the average BI claim is six to 18 months. And if you look at that's fine. And this is where parametric really is siloed with large enterprises where cash flow, Walmart doesn't mind about $20 million. They have a lot of money on their balance sheet. That's not an issue. But if you're a small restaurateur in Atlanta with a couple of restaurants, you really need that cash flow. So FEMA in the States have said to us that if you can't, if you're a small business and you're not reopened within five or six days, the chances are there's a 90% chance you're going to close within that year. Mm -hmm. So our job as people in the insurance industry, and obviously we're right in the middle of a pandemic, is when something goes wrong, you need to have a solution where you can get that SME up and running quickly. So instead of seven months, we can get money in six, seven days, but still allow the underwriter to be comfortable that you're only paying out to people who have been affected. Um, so it completely changes the, the, the underwriting costs. And you... Yeah. But by the way, uh, uh, since most of my listeners are, are American, uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, when, when you say underwriter, you mean the insurance company or the carrier, right? Okay, perfect. So, so here- the Person in, taking the risk. Yeah, yeah here, here, here in the US, uh, the word underwriter is used for the employee that underwrites, oh, but okay. the company, we, we call the, the insurance company or the insurance carrier. Uh, carrier. Okay, per perfect. Okay, so, so yeah, it, it allows the, the, the carrier to- to to be assured that that we're not paying things that 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 we shouldn't pay even though we're paying it really quickly yeah so so you you you've got you know so there's there's you know we i suppose our job is to build technology and using all these new data points to to allow our insurance partners launch a a different product um you know so you don't like if you're trying to build a product for a, a, a small business, which you know might be a, a very small policy of seven, $800 a year. The unit economics don't work getting forensic accountants involved on either side. Yeah, in two, in two hours of their time. Boom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky. So, uh -huh. so that, this is where um, technology and data comes into play. So that's what we built and we announced a partnership with Beasley. Um, uh, to build products on this type of platform. And look, we, you know, I suppose we're, as you can see, people who are looking at me right now have a lot of gray hair. We've been around the block and we, we've worked with insurance companies for over 15 years and we understand the challenges. It's great to have a, a great, cool new idea. We understand the challenges insurance companies have of actually turning that into reality. 
you know, and we, we work with insurance companies and we understand the problems that they have. So our job is to be um, that product uh, innovator, if you like, within as part of their um, toolkit, if you like. So when they come to us and, you know, the one we launched in November was Hurricane, but people are talking to us about all sorts of different perils. And our job was to find the right data that we can ingest on our system. And we we can do things really, really quickly. So the bits that we don't do, and this is super important, I think, we're, we're not trying to be the, um, the person who prices the risk or understands the risk because insurance companies, in our view, really understand hurricane mm. risk. They really yeah. do. They're doing it for years. We don't try to acquire customers. Insurance companies are so good at acquiring customers, looking after the customers. You know, but typically the challenge they have is building a, a product really quickly. And so that's what we've done for a number of big insurance companies. And it's all white label. Nobody, no consumer sees Blink. We're happy to be in the background. But our job is to you know, build products in a couple of months and get it live and get going, you know. In a couple of months. Yeah. That is crazy. We built, we built for our for our industry. Like yeah, I know. I know. Changing the 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 font size on the website will take a couple of months. <laughs> Look, it's 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 just they're very large ships. You know, the technical teams and insurance companies have a have a hugely difficult job to do, you know, security, keeping all the legacy systems together. They're looking after a lot of customers. So it's very hard for them to get to have time to look at the cool new thing, whereas our job is it can be as an API and the level of integration required. Our job is to make sure, you know, their headaches are few and far between. So we do all the heavy lifting. And um, yeah, so, you know, uh, Blue Cross, we we launched with them in 2018 in Canada. And a year later, we signed a five year contract with them. So. They trust us. They know how we do things. We 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 work very much as a partnership. It's a and it's a it's a long long term partnership in our view, you know. And um, this is not something that you launch a software and turn into revenue tomorrow. But once you get in and prove and build trust, it, it typically goes on for quite a while. So you can be the operating system of yeah. of any sort of parametric, regardless of what the peril is. Yeah. Uh, so, so if I'm the CEO of, of an insurance company and uh, here in the states, and 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 my challenge is, uh, I don't know, I, I'm thinking crop insurance, but that that one's probably been done parametrically before. But my my, my challenge is uh, uh, X so terrorism wildfire. or, or you know, terrorism. wildfire. Wildfire is a great one. Yeah, my challenge is wildfire, right? I, I'm a California heavy carrier, and, and my my challenge is is sure. is, is is wildfire. Uh, you, you guys can not only provide the, the operating system, but you, but you can do the leg, leg work of finding the data. So yes. are there times where, where, where you go back to a client and you're like, we, we don't, we're not seeing data that, that would allow you to do this? So, so a lot of it is in conversation with the, the risk taker, the, the carrier. So there's, I'll give you a really interesting example. So reputation management. This is a really interesting area, the whole area about intangible assets mm -hmm. you know, and about your brand. And you've seen it now where some employee of a large company says something quite inappropriate on Twitter and the stock market, the stock share, share price tanks. So that reputational piece is, is very, very interesting. And I think that's going to be a big parametric product in years to come. 
the the data points right now so there's two data points we look at is there long historical data so our partners can build a really good risk model number one and then can we get real-time data for the trigger mm -hmm. they're the two pieces of the puzzle so in, in in a lot of cases we say well let's start really small and if the if the historical data isn't there but we can get real-time trigger let's do it for a year and let's just take a tiny number of policies so in a year's time we're building up really interesting historical data so you can start widening out um, and that's what most people do they they uh, when the data isn't rock solid and a lot of it isn't iot is still emerging the intangibles are still emerging so a lot of data but that's where it's 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 going really really quickly though and there's a lot of great data providers right now and and they're all building it on a new technology so we can ingest it really quickly onto our platform as an api and get going you know that's true. That's true because a lot of because it, not a lot, all of, of IoT is is a modern phenomena. Yeah, uh, you, you're right. Everything is going to be API enabled. You're API enabled too. Uh, yeah. you, can, you can digest the, the data right away. That that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So so how did you come up with the idea back back in 2016? So so I was looking at your LinkedIn and you were telling me before yeah. we started recording that your first job was selling Heineken. Yeah, uh, and. So you come from the marketing side. Yes. So how how did you did you end up going like oh, I should get involved in insurance in parametric yeah, insurance. Yeah, it's it's interesting. The la the last business I was involved in was a mobile security startup. You know, it was um, find my iPhone before iPhone was launched, and uh, long story short, you know, based in Ireland, how we're going to monetize this? We started working with mobile phone insurance companies wrapping security and insurance together seemed to make sense to us. Mm -hmm. That was our first entree into insurance. And we were amazed at the size of the business and how it all worked. And really just understanding it. And we saw big mobile phone insurance schemes where there was a lot of fraud. Uh, there was a lot of schemes where insurers lost a lot of money, et cetera, et cetera. And we said, there's got to be a better way. And we said, look, if you can use third party um, data, you can just build a better experience for the consumer or the insured party and more importantly to us the insurance company so our view is if you can ensure the carrier is comfortable with the risk the outcome will be great customer experience so that's really where it came from and uh, uh, it's a fascinating industry um, it's obviously changing quite when we started in 2016 insuretech they were still fighting over how to spell insuretech back in 2016 mm -hmm. so so now it's come on quite a long way and a lot of the incumbents are very, very positive about it. Um, and I think COVID-19 really has accelerated a lot of the digital adoption over the last seven, eight months. And I think next year, that will be the number one strategic priority for most incumbents, it would be our opinion. Um, and that's how we ended up uh, there. We just, I used to be, you know, 100 flights a year and uh, lots of situations where things went wrong. And I said, there's got to be a better way. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. And uh, that's where it, was, it came from. But, but, yeah, but you, you saw the problem. You, you yeah, lived the problem, problem, of, problem. Of, of, of travel and, and why, yeah. right? Uh, you, so I've got to take a parenthesis uh, to, to uh, the, 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 the comment on the spelling of InsureTech. Uh, he's, he's not joking. Uh, if, you're, if you're new to the insurance world or if you're a traditional insurance person and really haven't paid much attention to InsureTech until, re, until it started threatening your business recently, uh, quite literally, uh, it was insure, uh, I-N-S-U-R-E, 
tech or without that middle e i n i n s u r t e c h heated online discussions yeah and and <laughs> my, myself and and nick lamparelli who used to run the podcast we we both fall squarely into the side that lost uh, yeah. lost we, we we both uh, and i still believe that, that the proper spelling should be insure with the e and the tech uh yeah. but right short, uh, short, there you go. short and sweet one there you uh, go. So, so you are you are correct. Back in 2016, yeah, a couple of years before that, we didn't even have a word for it. And in 20, 2016, 2017, we were debating the the spelling of it. Exactly. Uh, you're absolutely correct. So, so um, you guys opened in 2016, based in uh, in, in Ireland and the UK, um, uh, according to to your LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, what year was Brexit? Was it? 2016 2015 20, 2016 summer of 2016 was the vote yeah okay so 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 in, in in the in the young life of your company you've had to deal with brexit and now with covid yeah 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 indeed <laughs> so now, brexit i'm guessing pushed a lot of insurance operations to ireland from london to ireland since ireland is still part of the of the yeah UK. like brexit hasn't happened yet brexit no, is still, still they're still fighting over over nine the more days yeah. they're still negotiating i'm expecting just <laughs> as bong bong it'll be signed but it's um yeah so quite a lot has moved i mean look london really is this is such an amazing insurance uh uh city it, yeah, it will be for a long time place of modern really insurance. Is. yeah there's such such an amazing group of people over there, um, but yeah, so so there's a lot of yeah. Certainly, they've moved to Berlin and Paris and Dublin. You know, obviously, they needed they needed um, centers within the EU. So it hasn't. Our business model is slightly different in that we're a technology company. You know, that's our background. So you know, we're we're about to go live in Colombia. Uh, in March of next year and Singapore in April of next year, you know, so it doesn't matter where it's, we're a global uh, uh, technology platform provider. So we're not a regulated entity, you know, so we provide the, um, the technology to make this happen. So really the, that, that side of it hasn't impacted us too much at all. Okay. Makes sense. So I, I'm guessing you don't have a person on the ground in Colombia in Colombia or an office on the ground in Colombia. It's literally at this point, and, and you and you're you're right. You you don't carry. You're not a risk carrying entity. So so, uh, as long as you stay uh, a, a, a neutral technology provider, uh, and yeah. you don't carry any, any risk. You're, we we're an enabler. That's what we do. Exactly. So you're, you're safe. We don't adjudicate any claims. We we. You know, people tell us if this this happens, make these things happen, and that's our job. You know, it, it reminds me a lot of of the business model of uh, Boost Insurance here in the U.S. They're New York based, uh, and and they're they don't do parametrics specifically, but but their model is we've built the modern framework. If yeah. you have an idea for an insurance product, we can very quickly, uh, yeah. right? We have the full stack to very quickly build it for you. Yeah. Uh, so, so that makes sense. How 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 was the experience go, going through through uh, through through Lloyd's uh, lab? It it was really really good. And look, we're, I'd be a little bit um, cagey about a lot of innovation schemes and and you know spend twelve weeks and all that kind of stuff. So we've never done one before, and we got the tap of the shoulder and we talked to a number of people who went through Lloyd's lab, and they were all very very positive. And and I think probably the secret sauce is. The mentors. So we had about five or six mentors who were 
incredibly giving with their time. Uh, and we talk, you know, over that period of time, we talked all the time and they really helped us uh, develop that product. So I think they, they probably accelerated our product development on this product from a year to 10 weeks. Just the level, level of input and expertise was phenomenal. And really through Lloyd's, they're so well connected. I'd like to speak to somebody in this large insurance company. And two days later, you're speaking to them. You're not banging on doors. So phenomenal experience. Really, really good. And I would encourage anybody thinking about it, go do it. That, yeah, that, that from, from a year to 10 weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, no question. I mean, like for us, you know, it was a 10 week program and we spent about four or five weeks talking and, and really digging in what are we going to build and what impact is it going to make and how is it going to make a difference and how does it all work? So we spent four or five weeks doing that and then five, four weeks building the product. Because we have a platform that we've been building for years, it wasn't that difficult to build another product on it. So we moved super quickly. Uh, but but uh, working with the, the, the mentors was, was massive for us. And uh, yeah, really great experience. That's fantastic. So, so the, the, uh, the, the business income product, is, is it uh, live with, with Beasley now? No, no, it's okay. not. I mean, it's okay. really what, what that was for us was to show people that we weren't just a travel insurance company, travel insure tech. So th this is all about parametric, the parametric platform. I think we've done that successfully. So BI is obviously really, really interesting. So we're working with the team at Beasley who are, to be honest, they're incredible. And, Fantastic um, company, yeah. Oh my God, just mind, mind blowing stuff. So, you know, in the US market, so Hopefully next year we'll have some news on, on uh, products that we're going to launch on this platform, you know, using a lot of the stuff that we built through Lloyd's Lab. But watch this space, as they say. The, uh, deeply needed. Uh, absolutely deeply needed. Uh, needless to say, uh, the, the BI issue here in the States, and I'm sure around the world, uh, yeah. has just, uh, it's, it's just massive, massive. Here, here in the States, uh, AM Best calculator. No, what? No, it wasn't AM Best. It was the APCIA, the the American Property Casualty Insurance Association, which yeah. used to be the uh, PCI or the Property Casualty Insurance of America. Uh, kind of the main lobbying group for for the PNC or the the, the non-life, uh, in case <laughs> for for the European listeners, uh, industry here in the states calculated that that the amount of losses. Uh, the, uh, the BI losses by small businesses uh, in a matter of three months would bankrupt the entire insurance industry. Yeah. Like, like the numbers are just mind blowing. So I, I, I've got to wonder, uh, so you, you've built a technology to, to do it and, and you described a, a, a way that makes sense to me, right? Where we don't have to get uh, forensic, forensic accountants involved. But, but I do wonder if, um, if, if the premiums will be affordable. Uh, yeah. is, is this actually insurable in the private market? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and obviously, look, we've done hurricane, but if you take COVID as an example, and this is the reason why we did, we've done this. Look, it's our nature. Like travel insurance is pretty tough through 2020. And, we, you know, so that wasn't hard enough. We said we'd tried business interruption. <laughs> our job is not to run away from the fire. Our job was run, run towards the fire. So, so we looked at this and we said, okay, if you take the Irish market, it's the same everywhere. I think 
you know, they expected that the economy was going to be trashed with COVID. The Irish economy has grown 3% this year. Really? So from a sectoral point of view, you know, restaurants have been really hammered badly, whereas, you know, tech and pharma and healthcare have gone crazy, yeah. right? So so if, 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 I have a, if I have a BI product in Cork in Ireland, um, COVID hits, I automatically get a parametric payout. That's crazy. You know, our business is going great. So really, you need to have that next generation if you take COVID-19, uh, if you're just saying if there's lockdown in London, every business gets paid, that will never that will never be sustainable. Yeah, exactly. The, the numbers just will never work. Don't. Mm-hmm. But, but if but if the next the next pandemic uh, will hit uh, some other part of the economy. So it's law of large numbers. And look, it's insurance. So, you know, if if that will affect if this will affect, um, I don't know, uh, dentists. But nobody knows what it's going to be, but it's going to affect dentists, for example. But it won't affect restaurants next time around. Whereas if you've just got a blunt, if you're in London, you'll everybody get paid. That will never work. But okay. if, you've got, if you've got a way of of, of assessing um, um, that that business or entity has been impacted, that's I think it opens the opportunity to build much more nuanced products. Number one. Secondly, I think, and there's been a lot of uh, talk of capital coming in and, you know, you've got the insurance business, but then uh, having the government as a backstop. And, you know, certainly I think that's something that I think the insurance industry could certainly play a very important front end for that. But, you know, if something huge happens, then the government need to kick in. But the insurance company are very good at assessing claims, making sure that fraudulent claims aren't happening getting the money to people. And, uh, um, you know, I think there's definitely a conversation needs to be ha- happen around the, the capital behind this risk as well. But but I think is, you know, as we always say, our job is to, is to build as much capability as possible. And then like, you know, we love working with really smart insurance people with a lot of experience. They go, I, I've had these opportunities for 30 years, but just no way of making that happen. Um, so I think there is certainly opportunities um, uh, to build the, the, the COVID-20 products, say, if that happens in 510. God bless us. I hope we're well six foot under at that point, Tony. But, you know, it, I, I think as you get, you're able to slice and dice, and it's not just a, 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 a very clunky parametric product, you know. Yeah, it, 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 it makes sense. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so, so, so the numbers... I, still fe- I, th- I see the fear in your eyes. I appreciate it, but... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> so l- luckily, I'm not an underwriter myself anymore. I, I sell staffing services to insurance companies. Okay. So I, I don't carry risk, uh, but my clients do. Uh, and as, as, as a former underwriter, yeah, exactly. The, the, yeah. The... But the, the interesting, sorry, one interesting thing that I've read a lot about, and it'll be very interesting to see throughout next year, will the level of small businesses in particular who've been hit quite badly, will they stop buying via business interruption insurance? Financial Times have said it's going to be a big drop. So, so that's going it, to be interesting. My guess, my guess is that the closest comparison, I, I'm, I'm a big uh, behavioral psychology guy. And yeah. I, I am very convinced that uh, Economics is wrong in many cases uh, mm. when it comes to, to the use of homo economicus, uh, right? The, the perfectly rational decision maker yeah. Yeah. With, with perfect information. The reality is, is humans are, are imperfect and, and never have perfect information. 
and, and they, they uh, right, uh, psychology has found that, that we make decisions emotionally and then we use our, uh, our processing power to justify them to ourselves, right? And convince ourselves that we did them for the right reasons. Yeah. So I think the closest comparison might be uh, flood or earthquake insurance, right? So, so, so there's, there's a big earthquake and everybody buys earthquake. Two years later, <laughs> they're, they're like, why am I paying this, right? Uh, or, or flood, flood is a perfect one. And, and, and part of the problem is it, with both of those products is that, that uh, here in the States, right? I'm not familiar with the cases abroad, but here in the States, the problem with both of those products is that they've never become widely held, right? So, so yeah. like, like, like uh, if every homeowners and every business policy covered flood, then the premiums would be low enough that you wouldn't be thinking, why the heck am I paying? The same thing, same thing with earthquake, right? If, if every home in the States uh, and every business ha had earthquake insurance, th then the premium would be affordable for everybody, yes. uh, right? Because the law of large numbers really kicks in. So, so my fear is that yes, in, 20, in, in, in 2021, whoever has the product mm. will just sell immense amounts of, of it, but 2023, 2024, 2025, unless it's become very widely, right? Or, or unless it, it, it gets to a point where my bank forces me to have BI coverage uh, in order to get a loan and, and my, my, my landlord forces me to, to have BI, BI, BI coverage uh, in order to be able to, to extend the lease because right last time they got burnt by a business that went out of business because of COVID and and they lost a lot of money on, on, on that place sitting empty and not being able to pay. Uh, so unless it becomes kind of a requirement, uh, my guess is a lot of small businesses, which almost live hand to mouth. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a saying in-, in Yeah, no. Yeah, okay, very perfect, much. perfect. Uh, it, uh, my guess is that, is that a lot of them will slowly drop it unless we, we can keep the premiums at a, at a level that, 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 that makes sense. Unless we can make it part of the package, basically. So yeah. that, that's- and I think that's one you know our business model is to is to as we mentioned at the start is that that hybrid product you know parametric it'll never solve everything but if you take the best of parametric or automated indemnity whatever you'd like to call it and the best of your traditional indemnity and put them together you can create a really interesting product because people are so busy people don't want to have to go oh I, I'm I just want to buy one insurance product for my business. Typically. Yeah, they don't want to think about it. Absolutely. They want to think about it and you need to embed it in and the, and the mm -hmm. pricing needs to be right and the experience. So having to think about six different things is not, I think will, well, will be a real struggle. Here, here in the US, uh, Hartford Steam Boiler mm. has historically been very successful in, the, in that model, right? Almost regardless who, who, who your carrier is, your, mm. your uh, equipment breakdown is likely HSB. Uh, mm. You just don't know it. Uh, and and uh, Beasley uh, has has been similarly successful, just for less time with, with the cyber product. Cyber, yeah, the uh, yeah. So so so, it, there are uh, enough examples of of success by by uh, by, by white white labeling mm. uh, a specialty coverage. Um, that, that yeah, and I, I need to get some somebody from HSB to to come on the, on the program to talk about, about how it became that way because. Yeah. I don't know if if it's required by by lenders or, or mm. so anyway that that's that's an interesting thought. Uh, this this has been very very interesting. I one 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 final question. Uh, so 
the, the automated indemnity type product, yep. right? That works. It makes sense that that will grow to other lines of business and to other, to, to other things uh, within the industry. So in, in an automated indemnity product, you don't need claims people. No. You don't need SIU fraud detection people. You, you don't need underwriters, really. Right? The, the underwriter is, is fairly automated away. Is this, is this going to kill jobs within the insurance industry in the long term? Or is it one of those things that you get to the bigger stuff and that really can't be done in an automated way? I, I think what it'll do is actually the opposite. I think it's not, this is not a zero-sum game. This is about creating new opportunities for insurance companies to launch new types of products for new markets. You know, as, as we said at the start, people don't know what parametric is right now, which is, you know, that doesn't make sense, really. If you talk to any small business person, explain what parametric is, they go, that's exactly what I want. Uh-huh. Why, do, why don't I have this? Uh-huh. And so, you know, so, but I understand the reasons why. So, you know, being able to offer a relevant product to those small businesses or personal lines, um, but, but it makes sense to the insurance carrier. So you're talking about generating new revenues and new opportunities. And we don't believe in, we believe in hybrid products. So you want to, you want to, you know, you want to start plugging all those protection gaps as a hybrid product because bi in our, in our view we're the first responder we'll get you money in the first seven eight days we'll look after you the first two three months and then you'll have your traditional tpas and forensic accountants for the bigger claims at that point so you get the best of both worlds so i think that you know if you look at the biggest thing tony that's going to face us in the next 10 years is climate change if the insurance companies using technology and data can provide relevant products to all manners of people and small businesses, there's huge opportunities there to, to help them run their businesses better, et cetera. And a lot of those uh, aren't being looked after today. So I, I certainly think that it's a, um, it's, a, it's a huge growth opportunity for insurance. Uh, 100%. A, uh, I, I, have, I have wondered and I'm not an actuary or anything near, I, I can't do math, but, but I have wondered whether the insurance industry can, can play a role uh, in climate change, we definitely can, no question about it. It's, uh, we, we need the political will and, and the business will within insurance. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but but where, where I wonder if, if, uh, if insurance can, can play a role is when it comes to, to automation, eliminating jobs. And, and I, I agree with you that, that, that insurance won't be heavily affected by this. Uh, but but other industries, uh, I wonder if, if if there is a way to create a product where uh, you pay a small premium every month, and if you if you do get hit by 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 uh, uh, technological un- unemployment, uh, it'll pay for your retraining into a more Super. modern field. Yeah. Uh, so so Absolutely. so anyway, uh, if 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 you run with it. Uh, the, the commission check will be on its way. The exactly. Usual it's, it's, exactly. I, I hope somebody runs Guinness. with it. Pints of Guinness. <laughs> I, 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 exactly. I, I hope somebody runs with it because I don't know how to do it myself. But, yeah, but that's I, a nice idea. I like but it. I, I do think that that uh, that we'll need it, right? And and, and yeah. it's 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 somewhat of of kind of the private version of 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 the guaranteed minimum income. Yeah. Uh, right. With like you couldn't 
it'd be, it'd be really hard to, to, to insure your income for life. Although that's yeah. kind of what disability insurance does, uh, mm. but this would be catastrophic, right? The, the number of people yeah. that would affect the entire industries. So it'd be hard to insure your, in, your, your income for life, but if we can insure your retraining. Your skill set. Like yeah. I think that, yeah. that, that, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, so uh, this has been super interesting. Thank you so much. Yeah, and for, for the listeners, if, if, uh, if you run an insurance company or the innovation area of an insurance company, and this sounds like something that, that might uh, be a match for you, uh, in the show notes, I, I have the link to Paul's uh, LinkedIn and yep. uh, to, to the uh, Blink uh, Parametric website. Uh, give him a call. Let's yeah. see if, if we can help uh, roll this out further in the States. Uh, because it, anything that, that improves coverage is, is good for, for society and it, it's good for our industry. It's, it's, good, it's good for everybody. Uh, so so th- thank you so much for, for joining today. Great. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. Anytime.